welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. The first story we have is Nintendo has confirmed that it will not be attending the Tokyo show, Tokyo Game Show. Um, they announced it in a tweet, and I will quote exactly what they said. Nintendo will not exhibit booths or game titles at the Tokyo Game Show 2021 online to be held from September 30th, 2021. You will only cooperate in ex- exhibiting indie games from other companies. That was really hard to say. <laughs> um, so even though Nintendo won't be there, there's going to be plenty of other companies attending, such as Xbox, Capcom, Bandai Namco, mm-hmm. Sega, Konami, 505 Games, and Square Enix will be there as well. And they did say that they'll be showing off the Switch-exclusive Project Triangle Strategy, which is a strategy RPG. There is a demo currently available in the eShop. So if anybody was excited about seeing stuff like that, the demo's there and, and you can tune into the Tokyo Game Show. I'm excited to see more about that game only because I enjoyed what I've seen and played of Octopath Traveler. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from that, it's kind of strange that they're not going to show anything. But, you know, like you had mentioned, the rumors about the directs and things happen in this month. So. Yeah. Maybe that's why they don't feel it's necessary to represent here at this. But still, it it's nice when you know companies go. Xbox would be there. Sony it doesn't it doesn't seem like Sony's going to be there, which I guess doesn't surprise me because they just Sony never goes to anything. They just had a direct like <laughs> uh, thing as well. So I mm-hmm. guess that's yeah. you know that's just sort of the trend is to show it when you want to show it and have more control. Which that was pretty good. The, the Sony showcase thing was actually pretty good. Yeah. I know you're excited for one game in particular. Well, but. I mean, I don't have a PlayStation, <laughs> but I I think some of the games do look look good. I liked what I saw from Wolverine, mm-hmm. the little teaser for Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, I like, there, there was a few things. I mean, I've always been a fan of Uncharted and um, God of War, but I don't have a, I don't have a PlayStation, mm-hmm. so I haven't been able to play any of those for a whole generation and uh it's a bummer yeah. but maybe maybe this year who knows when they when they're more you know you can actually get your hands on them maybe i'll grab one but um it, it is it is very they're showing some really good stuff and i and i think that's cool it was just nice to see because we haven't really had a big game company i mean nintendo does their directs all the time but it was nice seeing a lot of really big game titles mm. with updates and things like that so I enjoyed Sony didn't that. represent at, at E3. So this was sort of their E3. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and, uh, true. I, and I think a that. lot of people, you know, they they figured, well, you can't get a PlayStation and they're not showing anything. So that's not a good sign. But it, it I just don't think mm-hmm. they were ready. I don't think they had the games to show. Yeah. Um, but from what I saw of the little... I respect that. From what I saw of the little presentation, it looked pretty good. Uh, now get into the next story. It was kind of a rumor and then it actually turned out to be true. We were getting rumors that originated from Twitter. The account was Nintend Alerts that there's going to be a price drop on the base switch, not the OLED, but the other one. And this ended up being pretty much true. Officially, the price has been reduced all across Europe. Consoles will be available for 259 pounds instead of the previous 279 pounds in the UK and 269 euro instead of 329 euro in other territories. A mm. spokesperson said in a statement to Eurogamer that Nintendo of Europe is changing the European trade price of the Nintendo Switch console to retailers. 
More than four and a half years after its first release, Nintendo Switch continues continues to have a strong sales momentum in Europe after carefully weighing up a variety of factors, including currency exchange, rates in Europe, and the upcoming launch of the Switch OLED model. We decided that now was the appropriate time to change the European trade price of Nintendo Switch. So that's fantastic. But does that mean we will be seeing something here in the States? I think it would be, it, I think it makes sense that we may, um, but nothing officially has been announced yet. So I will be interested to see as we get closer to that OLED launch de- date, if we're going to see something. And it would be nice if we got a price cut over here in the US. It's kind of weird that it's only in Europe, but whatever. <laughs> Our next story is about another collaboration between Lego and Nintendo. They have officially revealed that the next collab is going to be a question block that unfolds into a Super Mario 64 theme. Uh, It includes 10 Lego Super Mario mini figures, which is Mario, Yoshi, Princess Peach, King Bam-Bam, Chain Chomp, Big Bully, Mr. I, Lakitu, Penguin, and Baby Penguin. (laughs) Um, The question block is over seven inches high, wide and deep. It's a square. And it opens to reveal four detailed Super Mario 64 levels. Those are Peach's Castle, Bomb-On Battlefield, Cool Cool Mountain, and Lethal Lava Trouble. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing that's kind of cool about this is because, you know, Nintendo has done past collaborations with LEGO. So if you want to be interactive and and get kind of crazy with that stuff, the uh, past Lego Mario and Lego Luigi figures from the other starter courses, which are sold separately, um, you can use them. They'll interact with the new, with the question block, which is pretty cool. Uh, So this is set to release on October 1st for $169.99. Holy moly. Yep. (laughs) So that'll burn a a hole in your wallet. (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. It'll, It'll burn a big question mark shape in your wallet that's what it will yeah, do <laughs> that is that is for sure that that's that's a lot of money um i think this thing is really cool i did see sort of the announcement trailer for this and lately i've been watching um lego masters and mm-hmm. you know lego and nintendo have been kind of paired up for quite a while they've been doing a lot of really cool stuff together and then i've been watching this lego masters and i'm watching the things that these people are making i mean i've always loved lego but it it seems to have even more of like a resurgence going on with everything over the past handful of years Mm -hmm. and it does make me appreciate the brand even more because they are pushing into so many markets that you know you wouldn't really think of for lego right i mean you've seen a new recent lego game that made a lot of sense it was like a little puzzle game kind of like a um, captain toad type game where it's it's incorporating building levels so you can solve puzzles and it's like yeah that makes total sense for a video game Mm -hmm. and not to mention all of the other amazing lego games that are out there plus these really interesting cool lego sets that are coming out even though they're always extremely expensive i find like the the one that was the nes um uh console with the tv i thought that thing was amazing but it's just like i i so cannot spend hundreds yeah. of dollars for something that's just gonna sit on a you know on a shelf i'm never gonna be able to do anything with it but i do think that they're fantastic if you've got the means and the in the room to store these things i think they are so cool they look so cool and uh i think it's 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 awesome that they're doing this stuff yeah, and this is such a big thing too that that like this is definitely a collector's item. This is something that you buy as like an investment. <laughs> yeah. Just because yeah, it's so much be money collector. and it's it's 
it's got four and one basically is what you're what you're getting for your money. Um, I, it is kind of a strange. I don't really get the uh like look of it because it, mm-hmm. i i get that it's a, a question block but then it sort of opens up and then the uh like these little tiny like worlds just sort of sit on top of it i don't really get the whole idea of this thing to be honest whereas the console and the tv that made total sense you know you mm-hmm. could even turn it it was like you were playing the game i get it this i don't get what it is it is the block sort of the display and then these little worlds sit on top you know what i mean it just feels very sort of disjointed it was like we want a question block and you can store these worlds in it but it it doesn't really do anything it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me it looks like it folds out so there's like the peach's castle it -hmm. looks like that comes down and tucks in and then the other two there's like the cool cool mountain and then the other world the bomb bomb thing kind of fold on top of that. And then it kind of tucks into the question block. So it's kind of just a unfolding question block Lego thing. Yeah, it's like a transformer. Yeah, transformer question block. It's basically and 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 that's kind of I guess that's what I get I'm getting at is the question block itself seems to be the storage compartment and Mm -hmm. then the display platform for these four little levels. Um but it's only seven inches. Yeah, it's pretty tiny. I mean, the it's platforms small. themselves are yeah. pretty tiny, and the the characters that you get are like these very minimalist, simplified characters. It's not the typical Lego character that you are familiar right. with. Like the Mario and the Peach are they're teeny, teeny, tiny. They're not what you typically expect for a, a Lego character. They're really stripped down, which is fine. I mean, it works and it you, it still conveys what's going on, but they probably had to do that because the scale of these is so small. Yeah, I'm actually really looking cool. too closer up and the little peach character literally looks like a pink block with a yellow block on top. Yeah, That's it's, a, it it's like. A, it's a pink block <laughs> with a peach block because of skin and then a blonde uh-huh. block for her hair. That's it, it's super minimalist. And then the Mario yeah, they're all really minimal. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then the Mario is like a uh, like it's like a little tiny blue square. Like a and then, gnome. Yeah. And then a peach square with his <laughs> nose and the mustache. And then it's a little red dome on top for his hat. So it's cute and it's and it, it it's interesting in that you had to think like how much can we strip away and still have it be recognizable as these characters. So that's mm-hmm. an interesting challenge all right there, right off the get-go. But yeah. they kind of drew that with all of it. They had to strip so much away and so had still have it be recognizable, which uh, is an interesting design problem, I guess, for the designers over there. But all in all, I think it's worth looking at. I don't know if I would ever spend 170 for it, but I do think it's cool and maybe if it were... Like half the price, it would be something I would yeah. like. For, you considering know. how small it is and how stripped down it is, yes, it's special, but that's a lot of money for something that small. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So the next story we have: people are still catching Pokemon, super rare Pokemon in Pokemon Sword and Shield. The most elusive Pokemon apparently has been caught, and it only took. 10,679 tries. The streamer Dominic Dominator Hansen spent hours of grinding and after that many tries finally caught a shiny Sinisti, I guess would be the name, right? Sinisti. I think it's like 
It's like sinister, but sinister. Sinister. Yeah, it's a yeah. teacup, guys. <laughs> it's a teacup. It is. All it's, it is. <laughs> it's a terrible Pokemon. It's one of those ones that I talked it's, about a couple of weeks ago, where I was like, I hate that they just take objects around the house and, and they're like, oh, <laughs> now it's a Pokemon. But th- apparently, this is this is is the Dominator's favorite Pokemon is Sinister. So uh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So apparently in the game, there's two versions of this Pokemon. There's the authentic form and then the counterfeit form. The authentic has a small blue swirl, a mark of authenticity that proves the creature is the rarer form. Rare Pokemon hunters have found that the authentic form seems to have anywhere from one in 10 to one in 100 chance of appearing in the wild under normal circumstances. So that's that's a lot, but that's not all yeah. that the Dominator was looking for. The Dominator wanted the shiny version of the authentic, rare Pokemon. So that's what he was grinding for. That's what he really, really wanted. And after that many tries, finally got it. Um, when asked, why did you do this? Uh, the Dominator said that, I just really like this Pokemon. It's my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> um, so they did it. They grinded. They found it. They also asked, why did you just not cheat and have it kind of put in the game? And mm. to their credit, they said it, it, it's worth more from to me to like really do this, you know, to grind it, to get it, to do it, to actually earn it. Um, and then they said that crazier things can happen when you actually get it the real way. Like maybe there's a different rare mark on it or something. So yeah. I think it's very cool. Uh, I would not have spent 10,000 tries to get the teacup, maybe some other shinies, but not this one. But I do think that the Dominator earned this shiny, super duper rare Pokemon. So congrats the, to uh, to them. Yeah, well, I wouldn't do that. I'm happy for you. Yeah, Listen. sure. Good, good now job. we now we can see. I mean, I don't yeah. even think I would spend that much time trying to get any one specific Pokemon. Yeah, I think Not I even have shiny. <laughs> I think I have one shiny Pokemon that I just happened to get by chance, which is yeah, cool. I don't have like, any. <laughs> I, I can't think of which one it is now, but it was really cool. It's like a it's very cool mm-hmm. color combination. So I like that. Uh, I I do think the shinies are awesome. It's just. I I can't grind that long to try to get one. Yeah, I I don't know. I just don't care about Pokemon enough. But I'm I'm happy that there are people out How there enjoying you. it so much. I know I'm terrible. I, I'm happy that there's people out there that love it so much. They're willing to spend that much time getting a Pokemon. You're never gonna be the very best. I never will be, and I'm okay no. with that. I've come to terms <laughs> with that. <laughs> Um, that brings us to the top 10 bestsellers of the week. In first place, we have WarioWare Get It Together. Uh, in second place, we have Minecraft. Third, Among Us. Fourth, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Fifth, Stardew Valley. Sixth, Super Smash Brothers. And speaking of Lego, in seventh place, we have the Lego Harry Potter Collection. In I bet you eighth, that would be fun to play. I've never played yeah, any of those, I but so. I think that would be super cute. Yeah, I've seen the Star Wars ones. I used to babysit some mm. kids and, and they would play it religiously and it, it was very cute. Yeah. Um, and then I know the Marvel ones look really cool as well. So I bet the Harry Potter ones would be awesome. Um, and then in eighth place, we have Animal Crossing New Horizons. In ninth place, we have Spirit Fairer. And then in tenth, we have Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. Nice. And then for new games that made it into the top 30, we have in 14th place, Sonic Colors Ultimate. And then in 23rd place, we have Sonic Colors Ultimate Digital Deluxe. 
So mm, taking over the top 30, one game. <laughs> interesting that there's yeah. such a difference between the digital deluxe. People are going for the, the cheaper option, I guess, huh? Nah, I don't blame them. So that gets us into new releases we're into this week. And you have the first check. I do. We, I think we both checked quite a few this week, surprisingly. Because yeah. from the 11th until the, the 14th, there was barely anything that came out. It's so the weird 15th, how they release games. I like, know, I know. Because we, we obviously take the chunk of the entire week and we kind of break them all down. And some some days are so heavy. And then there's other days like the 11th, the 12th, the 13th. There's nothing, nothing at all. So it's it's interesting to me. I think a lot of the times it's a Tuesday, Thursday type thing. That's where people want mm-hmm. to release their games. But it's, it's just interesting, like the thought process that goes into a new release date. Well, then this is the first time I've seen so many days in a row with nothing yeah. at all, which is kind of crazy. But anyway, on the 15th, uh, a game called Titan Chaser is coming out. Uh, it's going right. It, it's on sale at the moment for $4.49. It's normally $5. Uh, so Titan Chaser is a surreal driving and walking experience where your job is to scout giant creatures and use the light to drive them off without fighting or killing. Uh, in the description, they considered it a meditative experience, so I'm on board with that. This is also available on Steam for the same price, and it does have very positive and mostly positive reviews. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay. This one, I saw the trailer for this, and it made me think of the scary game where you're driving the car through, I don't know, like the woods or somewhere, Mm-hmm. And the, like the people come out of the factory and they're like chasing you down and they're trying to drive you off the road. It, it was like a scary game that a lot of streamers were playing a couple last year, the year before, or something oh, like I that. Oh, I missed that. No, I don't. <clears throat> so I can't yeah, think of that. It, it made me kind of think of that, but apparently this is a little bit more chill, even though it still has that uh, kind of atmospheric, sort of spooky vibe to it. Could mm-hmm. be good for next uh, next month. Oh, maybe yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The next one we picked for the day of September 15th is Between Time, an escape room for $10. Uh, so it's an escape room. Essentially, you're going to be looking at puzzles and testing your skills. You travel through time, explore mysterious places around the planet, solve the puzzles, decode the secret codes, and find hidden objects and treasures. All of that sounds fantastic for $10. <laughs> Who doesn't want to do it? Nobody, Nobody's up. going... Nobody's going to escape rooms right now. There's a there's a pandemic. You can't. So you might as well do it in your switch. Or you know what? Say you're like me. You've always wanted to do an escape room, but you can't coordinate anything at all ever with your friends. Yeah, true. There you go. You can, now you can just do it by yourself. Screw yeah. up. <laughs> I have I have done an escape room, I think, once or twice, and it is always fun and it is always terrible. Because nobody takes it serious. <laughs> you know, like I, I see escape rooms on TV. Like, I don't know who did uh, like Big Bang Theory or whoever would do yeah, their escape yeah. room episodes. And it was like mm-hmm. the most real cool thing. And then I would go with friends and it was a nightmare and nobody cared. <laughs> and they're like trying to pull things off the wall that aren't, aren't supposed to clearly be moved. Oh my gosh. And it's like this, this is can, can we just get out of here? Because this isn't going the way I want this to go. I think there was a YouTube channel, was it Geek and Sundry? They had a whole series where they would put famous people in an escape room and see what would happen. Oh, Did you cool. ever see that? I don't, yeah, I, don't I mean, think it I wasn't like famous that. people. It was like nerdy famous people. Like, well, yeah, yeah. those kinds of people. Yeah. Famous, but, in quotes. <laughs> quote famous, yeah. yeah. Uh, nerd famous, we'll say that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I remember seeing that and it kind of just, that's what I was thinking of when I, when I saw this. So 
But no, I would be that friend in the escape room, which would be like, guys, come on, we got to figure this out. Like yeah, I would be the one taking it super serious. But. The world is about to explode and we're stuck in this room. Hello, we got to get out be, of here. I would be extreme. Yeah, I would be <laughs> yeah. the one who would be like, we're not inviting her next time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I will say in the in, in a few of the that I did, the puzzles, sometimes they can have puzzles that you're just not meant to figure out. Like the, the mm. lead to get to where they want you to go is so extreme that it's like how – how am I supposed to put that How together? Figure that like, out. What, yeah. were the, what were the clues for that? You know, and then other ones are actually pretty good, right? You actually have clear yeah. clues that are clever, but you can actually figure out. And I think that's the trick. You want to have somewhere it's, you know, it's a clever, and you're like, oh, that was that was a fun one, but not mm-hmm. like like that game you were playing with the the haunted house, and it was like these clues don't. Make yeah, any they didn't make any sense. It was like, how was I supposed to know that that would mean that without looking it up? I hate when games do that. They're just not built for people to actually play. Yeah. Um, but long story short, I thought this looked nice. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm definitely adding it to the wish list. Another thing I do want to note, too, is it seems like there's quite a few different escape rooms in this because you get to just go through a bunch of different places on the planet where yeah. if you go to an escape room in person, you're limited to whatever three themes they have available. Usually it's like some ancient Egypt thing. Uh, theme and then another one's like a space theme so yeah and I, cool. I was always a sucker for mist i've always i grew up playing mist yeah, when i was yeah. younger and i absolutely love mist and this kind of had that vibe to me so yeah. I, I mean yeah. why not give it a check uh, the next game i have checked is on september 16th called murder diaries for ten dollars this is a simulation game it i will say it does seem a little kind of conceptual uh so probably wouldn't be into this if you don't like those weird kind of conceptual rides. Um, But you abstractly follow the narration of a young man through his life and his thoughts, which leads you straight into a murder mystery. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, This game is also coming out on Steam. There's a trailer for it on Steam, but not in the eShop. So there's no reviews or anything yet. Uh, It just seemed interesting to me. So I put a check on this one. Cool. Very, very nice. I... The the one I checked is maybe the one I'm the most excited for, and that is Eastward coming out. It's normally going to be $25. It is now on sale for $22.49. The, the description for Eastward, Eastward is journey through a society and on the brink of collapse. Discover delightful towns, strange creatures, and even stranger people. Wield a trusty frying pan and mystic powers on an adventure into the unknown. And with this one, you actually control two characters. You're going to combine the powers of John and Sam, and you're going to be playing one or the other. And they have different skills. And you use those skills to kind of solve the puzzles and all that kind of stuff to defeat Mm -hmm. the enemies and all that. But this is published by Chucklefish. I don't believe they developed it, but Chucklefish has a very good sense of you know the the quality of games they always they always kind of have that pixelated look to them but they're beautifully done so the stories I, are really I, good yeah and when i see yeah. chucklefish is involved i t- it it definitely makes it seem like there's at least uh an eye for quality even if they didn't publish it they they know what is a good game and so mm-hmm. i'm excited for this the music sounds like it's going to be fantastic the atmosphere of it looks even though pixelated looks beautiful it is a very stylized version of that sort of typical you know stardew valley pixel look um but it looks fantastic and i had to give this a check i'm excited to see more on this and play this game 
Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on you and put a check on it. it I totally missed this one on my radar right. this week. So, <laughs> in, in addition to that, it's worth mentioning, neither of us have picked this as a game we're interested in, but I know that there's a lot of people that are interested in Skatebird for $20. It actually comes out on the 16th, finally. I mean, I feel like this game was announced a year ago, and now Forever it's finally ago, yeah. releasing. So for everybody that's looking to get that uh, skateboarding with a bird fix, you will be able to on September 16th. Uh, the next game we both have checked, also coming out on the 16th, is Project Winter for $20. This game has actually been out for a long time, uh, and both Michael and I, we watched the co-op mode on YouTube, and they've played this game before, right? It, it was co-op mode, am I correct? Uh, I don't know if it was co-op mode. I know we watched co like people play this, and I think it yeah. was a few other YouTube channels that we were watching. I can't think of their name right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe Funhouse played this. Oh, um, that's what it was. It was yeah. Funhouse. That's what okay. It was. So there was a group um, of them from Funhouse that played this, and it looked fantastic. Yeah. So Project Winter is an eight-person multiplayer game, the perfect game to backstab your friends. It's a and it focuses on social deception and survival. You gather resources, repair structures, brave the wilderness, uh, and there are traders within the group who will be steadily gaining strength as the match progresses. Mm-hmm. And the trader's only goal is to stop the survivors by any means necessary. So in the game, it's funny because you have to leave the area in helicopter and you can completely leave everybody, everybody else and leave them behind and just leave in the helicopter on yourself because you're the traitor. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, a lot of crazy things happen in this. It, it's, it's essentially, yeah. it's like an among us or one of those games, yeah. but they have a lot of other objectives that get thrown into the mix. Like you said, you can just Bonuses. leave the whole team behind. If they are able to call the helicopter, you could just say, mm-hmm. all right, I'm, I'm out of here. So it, it, this, this one was a lot of fun to watch. I would imagine it's a lot of fun to play. And I'm super excited that this is coming to the Switch because the second I saw it, I was like, oh, this is a, this is a yeah. Switch game. This is a perfect mm-hmm. Switch game. So super excited that this is coming out. And I believe, too, they do have an online matchmaking thing. You don't have to play with eight friends. Which is nice. That I mean, yeah. I think it would be more fun with all people you know. But just like Among agree. Us, it's just, still yeah. fun. Yeah, so you just mm-hmm. need to have eight friends, which I will never have. So I <laughs> yeah, guess I'll yeah. never play it. <laughs> and then on the 17th, the last game that we picked for the week is Toem or Tome. I'm not sure really how they're pronouncing this one. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's typically going to be $20. It is on sale for $17.99. Back a week or two ago, Becca and I both said that we are interested in this game. This is a photo adventure game. You go on a delightful expedition and use your photographic eye to uncover the mysteries of the magical tome. That's it must be tome in this (laughs) hand drawn adventure game. Take photos with your camera to solve puzzles and help people listen to chill beats and take in your surroundings. So all of that sounds great. It's essentially a Pokemon Snap, but a very different version of that. It's black and white, which is right off the bat super interesting because it's just like it looks like a graphic novel almost. It's just sort of this cartoony, yeah, very cute style, all in black and white, which is really just it visually stands out on like against all the other games that we've been picking because of that look. And uh, and I like the idea of this quite a bit so i definitely had to give this a check yeah this one was in the august indie direct yeah i believe and i i know i remember i listened to the podcast because becca you and becca covered it and she she talked quite a bit about this game (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah, yeah. it it looks very cute i i put a check on that one too 
Nice. Well, that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? What have you been playing? I think I think I'm going to know what you've been playing. Well, you tell me what I've been playing then. I'm guessing Skyrim. <laughs> you guessed right. That's oh, the only right. thing I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I'm part of the Thieves Guild. I'm in the Dark Brotherhood. I'm I'm I. I, I don't know. I, I met this girl who's part of the Blades. And for those of you who have never played Skyrim, you have no idea what I'm talking about. And that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I don't, I don't know have... any of this stuff. So <laughs> it, it all sounds good, though. But for those of you who have, you know, and you know why I'm excited. It's just there's so many things going on. It's just so cool. There's so many different storylines. And it, it, yeah, the game doesn't look as good as it did when it first came out. But you know what? It's just so many things are so cool in it. And you're exploring, you're picking mountain berries and snowberries and I'm sorry, mountain flowers and snowberries. Uh, and it's just it's so fun. So hmm. fun. I it's, oh. I sit down and I think, you know, I'll play an hour of this before bed. Three or four hours later, you know, I'm still playing and losing sleep. And it's great. It's been fantastic. I mean, I'm a good game's it. a good game. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. You know, yeah. there's it, it functions. It plays well, I would assume. I'm, hmm. I'm assuming it's not like yeah, too I buggy. Only had it, I only had it crash on me once while I was streaming. Hmm. Well, so that's far. not too bad yeah. considering yeah. I had... Uh, what oh, was it? Gosh. Subnautica crash what about Subnautica? Subnautica twice. Well, the first zero. one wasn't as bad. It did happen occasionally. Yeah. But the second one below zero crashed Painful. two or three times every time I played it yeah. uh, and was able to still enjoy it immensely and got through it. But, you know, I, I think the fact that that game plays plays well is is enough. It's yeah. one. And you, I mean, you get so much time out of that. I mean, the the value of a game like that now, where you can play it for hundreds of hours, I know it's hard to hard to complain. I don't know when I'll get to The Witcher, but when I do, that's going to probably take just as much time, if not years, because there's so much. Like just knowing from watching like little recordings you've done for me, and just hearing you play through that game, it just sounds very similar. Yeah, I'll get lost. <laughs> I'll be interested to see what you think once you get around to playing some of The Witcher because um, a, a lot of what you like about this game is, I think, what I really enjoyed about Witcher. Yeah. And, you know, but it, it the feel of the characters and things like that are so different. So it'll mm -hmm. be, I'll be interested, especially if you're playing it right off of playing that, I'll be really interested to see. Actually, kind of I don't think I'm going to because I do want to play um, Journey to... The Savage oh, yeah. Planet? Is that what it's called? Yeah. I want to start that soon as well. Yeah. And I think that's a similar sort of like RPG kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I do have The Outer Worlds, which, by the way, that was on sale. So if anybody mm -hmm. wanted to pick that up, it's on a good sale right now. You might want to get it. I think it was like $15 mm -hmm. or something, which is crazy. Yeah. So um, just a word of warning, if anybody wants it, go pick it up now. Yeah, I may have to pick that one up as well because I, I have been wanting to play that, but I was kind of just like, I assume it'll be on sale in two, three, four months when I can actually yeah. get around to playing it. So yeah. I, I, I'm i not too worried about it if I do miss this sale because I have many it'll other be on games. Sale again. <laughs> but it, it will be on sale again. Yeah, and I'll grab it that time. Yeah. Uh, as far as me, I've been playing more Fire Emblem. I haven't really been able to play much of anything uh, this week. It's been kind of limited. But when I can, I try to put an hour in here, an hour in there. I have decided to start making progress on the side story. So the Ashen Wolves DLC content is what I'm currently playing through because I've made it to a, uh, I made it to a chapter and I and I and I kind of 
I kind of cheated and I had to look it up because I wanted to see when it was safe to start the DLC that didn't spoil mm. the mainline story, but still able to uh, recruit the new students. So it's yeah. kind of like this this tightrope where you're you you don't want to you don't want to spoil anything, but you still want those students. And I did find that I was at uh, that's I was at that point where it was like, okay, you're not going to ruin the story. You can you can go and do that down the mm-hmm. uh, DLC. So that's what I've been playing through. The DLC is much harder than where I am in the mainline story. The the characters are much higher level, and I will say the battles seem to be a little bit more difficult. Um, but it's cool. I'm really enjoying it quite a bit. I I want to get. You know, I, I guess we could, could talk about that. We unfortunately our streaming has been all over the map lately. It's been a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's been a total mess, and it, and it's completely our own fault. But we're just so busy with everything going yeah. on right now. Uh, we will be getting back to a, a much more regular stream schedule uh, because I am excited to get back into streaming Fire Emblem. It's just life is getting in the way with work and travel and everything that's going on this month and next month. There's there's all kinds of travel and stuff happening, so it has been a little bit hectic. So we apologize for that. That. Uh, but when I do get back to streaming it, I want to play more Fire Emblem. And then in October, I may take a break from streaming Fire Emblem because I want to stream Ghostbusters. I've had Ghostbusters Ooh, since last year. Yeah. Uh, and I, I bought it, I think it went on sale like after the after October. And I was like, oh, this would be a really fun, like lighthearted Halloween game. So I am excited uh, starting like whatever first week of October that I can, I want to start streaming um, Ghostbusters for the, for the month of October. So we have that to look forward to. And then I'll also be playing Fire Emblem as much as I can as well. I'm going to be playing some scary games too. There's a second game of, uh, of the, the scary, last scary game I played. Which was oh, annoying. Okay, the one we were yeah. talking about before. Yeah, there's, there's the second game one. for that. Then there's also Little Nightmares too, but I don't, I don't mm. know if I want to play Little Nightmares too. I haven't decided yet. Mm. Gotcha. It just seems like a big commitment. <laughs> yeah, I mean those aren't too the too bad. Indie but, games are fun. But the Ghostbusters one, I think, will be a late. That's it was kind of yeah. like I, I I have Ghostbusters, but I was also thinking Luigi's Mansion, but I don't have that, so I was kind of like I, I don't want to have to buy another one. So I'm going to play some some Ghostbusters. I'm excited. I think it'll be funny and kind of just lighthearted and just be a fun one to play. I'm excited for that. Yeah, we'll both be on the scary game train. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so if you want to write us and tell us about all the great games that you're currently playing, you can do that. You can go over to NintendoDispatch.com, hit that contact button, and feel free to shoot us an email. If you want to watch us, like I said, unfortunately, our schedule is all over the map right now. We do have a schedule. It's just we're not sticking to it at the moment. But you can go to twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch. That is where we stream, and you can hopefully catch us do that and chat with us and have fun with us playing our games. Um, if you want to chat with us on Twitter, you can go over to at Dispatch Podcast and feel free to follow and talk to us there or go to our Discord. There's a link to that on our website. And as always, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch. <laughs>